Rock and Roll Death Brigade Podcast with Randy Rocket Cody. All right. It's Rock and Roll Death Brigade Podcast with me, Randy Rocket Cody of TheMetalDen.com. It is September 13th, 2020, Sunday. Hope everyone's doing good out there. Got a few things to uh, talk about here before we get jamming with some music. I do have uh, a snippet of my appearance on the radio from this just earlier in the week. I went ahead and went back on FM rock radio station WQEE in Atlanta, Georgia with host Ryan O'Neill to preview what we'll be talking about uh, coming up at the end of this month and then at the start of next month. Okay, so I'm scheduled to appear multiple appearances uh, at the end of the month and then going into the first and then the uh, eighth of next month. Okay, so we'll be talking about the Titanic and the theory that I'm putting forth that it was a satanic ritual and it was planned well ahead and new evidence that has emerged now that uh, has a fire on board that I will go ahead and I will fully detail and give you all a uh, the third report, the third and final part of the uh, Titanic sacrifice. So that's uh, it's really heavy stuff. I'm telling you right now, I I have a lot of information and it's it's very very shocking. So we're gonna go ahead and uh, Ryan and I on uh, at the end of this month and then. Heading into the you know next month, we'll be talking as, as well about Kurt Cobain. Now I have the September 20th is the date for the third part of the Titanic sacrifice report. And actually on the 18th here, in just five days from now, I'll be posting a second part of the Vlad the Impaler dissertation. And that's going to be real fascinating because that's going to, you know, connect the whole thing with the Dracula and Vlad the Impaler and, uh, you know, the, the connection to the royal family and how, how, you know, how it all works out in terms of bloodline. And so we're going to be really doing a deep dive on Vlad the Impaler on the 18th. And this will be at randyrocketcody.com. So just make sure and visit the site as well as the metalden.com for regular updates. But a lot of the stuff that uh, that I'll be doing that are investigative reports that are, you know, off of, you know, not not suited for the Metal Den site. It's obviously it's going to go up at my personal site, randyrocketcody.com. But uh, I do want to say as well that, you know, I've got uh, a whole lot of other things coming up here at the, uh, the second half of this month. And so I'll be posting up a new schedule of my, uh, my reports that'll be coming and what, what days they'll be releasing, okay? So you'll be kept totally up to... Uh, you know, up to date as far as, as I can on um, when things are going to be releasing. Now, let's go ahead and take a look at the uh, latest news stories at themelden.com. You've got a uh, whole lot of whole lot of cool stuff going on. Uh, Kebras has released uh, PATL EP that's available now. Flavio Cabras is a Portuguese guitarist, so definitely check that out. 
Arch Echo has debuted a new single, To the Moon. Fear Factory has launched a GoFundMe uh, campaign for their, their new album, apparently. So that's something you need to check out. Hatebreed has debuted a new song. And that uh, is called Weight of the False Self. Uh, that's the title track for that for Weight of the False Self album that will release November 27th via Nuclear Blast Records. Guar has announced a drive-in show. Wizard Throne has signed with Napalm Records. Job for a Cowboy is going to begin recording new music. Metallica S&M 2 debuts number one in Australia. And you got Judas Priest has a new coffee book, uh, table book type of thing that's going to be available to commemorate 50 years of uh, them being around. You've also got the Kurt Cobain murder conspiracy, part one. You can, you can check out themelden.com. Act of Denial has debuted a new single. All right, so uh, like I said, we'll have a lot more uh, of reporting that's going to be coming, and uh, and a lot of people are asking me about the when I'm going to release the the next uh, Chris Cornell and Chester Bennington reports. I will release one more three part report for each Chris and Chester before 20. Uh, 20 is over. I can tell you that. What that date is, I don't know at this moment. So just just keep your eyes out. If you follow me on Twitter, that's Rocket Metal Dan. Or you can follow me on Facebook, Randy Rocket Cody. You, you go, you know, or just check out randyrocketcody.com. You're gonna you're gonna find out what's going on. All right. Well, I do want to say thank you to everybody out there who has been supporting my you know reporting and sharing it with other friends and whatnot and uh you know it's a crazy time we're living in we still have a lot of these restrictions in place with the COVID 19 and uh you know concerts pretty much across the border you know have been uh canceled and aren't allowed all sorts of restrictions still put in place uh so it's going to be interesting to see how things play out next year uh, things can get going again with with the uh, the rock music industry because I'm telling you right now it's just I don't know how how long they can keep you know this going before uh, these industries are just you know you can't repair the damage that's been done to the you know to, to the whole deal man I mean a lot of people are gonna I think could start going away from wanting to even attend concerts if this keeps up because if they ever do put him back out there, you know, I'm sure you're going to get people that go, but it's it's still with all the hype and the hysteria over the pandemic. I just don't see it happening anytime soon, but there everyone's telling me that, you know, it's all going to be a go next year. While I'm I'm hearing from other, you know, people that there's possibility that it may not happen next year. So, we'll see what happens with the concerts and uh, only time will tell at this point. All right, let's get rocking with some music.
Thursday. They'll be back with us on the 29th of this month and October 1st and October 5th on the True Crime Thursday. It's Randy the Rocket Cody. Randy, how are you doing this morning, my friend? Hey, I'm doing great. How are you doing? I am doing fantastic for this Twisted Tuesday. And it's been twisted enough to sign down a little bit, and I'm glad to have you back. I want to do a little preview as we get ready to go into the, the Tuesday, the 29th of this month on the Titanic uh, sacrifice. And then the Kurt Cobain files are coming up on that Thursday, October 1st. So uh, you got you got you got a little additional information. You want to give everybody a little teaser on both, right quick? Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Uh, you know, I've just just went ahead and uh, and, and published the uh, Cobain uh, murder conspiracy report and uh, yesterday, and uh, it's gotten I've gotten a lot of reaction so far for that one, but. Before that, I had posted the uh, at randyrocketcody.com. They're both up there. Uh, this Titanic uh, Part Two report, and so we'll be looking at, on the 20th. We'll be doing Part Three. So uh, I mean, people are going crazy. Um, I've been getting hammered with messages, uh, and, and when I made the reference to the bomb going off, to a potential bomb going off in 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 the Titanic. Um, yeah. I had a lot of people message me, and um, I came across some information uh, that was definitely startling because I had no idea. Uh, in 2017, The Independent, which is based out of, out of London, uh, it's one of their oldest uh, um, newspapers. Um, it was uh, founded in eight. And um, uh, actually, it's uh, one of their their newest newspapers, I should say. Um, they uh, they're basically online, so they're um, they're they're the ones who put out this story. I honestly, Ryan, I had never heard anything about this. Okay, so when I made that when I made that statement that I told everybody that I thought maybe a bomb went off in the in touch, brother, I was just I was reaching in, in the dark. Right, right. You know what I mean? Yeah. This is I want everybody to understand that this article is legitimate. It came out uh, at the start of 2017 through this this independent is, is, is again, the name of the, of the online newspaper. What this newspaper is saying is that when the Titanic, uh, well, before the Titanic left to make its, its maiden voyage, that apparently there was there was a fire that was on board that had happened during apparently speed the speed trials um and it happened weeks before they they were set sail for that for that maiden voyage so brother i couldn't have been more dead on target with it um this this is big time this is big time now what's most big time about it for everybody listen and and, and why they need to understand the significance i mean there's a lot of significance to this this is historic uh, this was not reported on the mainstream news on TV or cable, not in the United States of America. Okay. So this little obscure independent put out this, uh, put out this information and nobody's followed up with it since then. So, uh, I mean, I haven't seen any other significant reporting on it. So, but this is, this is significant because, um, apparently what's happened is a, a, a journalist named, uh, Sinan Maloney, if I've said that right, um, he says he studied photographs taken by the ship's chief electrical engineers before the ship left Belfast shipyard. He said he was able to identify 30-foot-long black marks along the front right side, uh, right-hand side of the hull, just behind where the ship's lining was pierced by the iceberg. So apparently uh, what he's saying, this is a quote from, from this gentleman. We are looking at the exact area where the icebergs uh, struck. And we appear to have a weakness, major damage to the hole in that specific place before she even left Belfast. So um, apparently what happened, what they're saying in this article is that uh, it was con subsequently confirmed that uh, the marks were likely to have been caused by a fire that was started in a three-story high fuel store uh, behind one of the ship's boiler rooms. And so this is significant. I mean, um, 
the, the fire is said to have reached 1,000 degrees Celsius. Now, what, um, what I'm going to do to, to speed this up a little bit, what I'm going to do with my third uh, report on this uh, on the 20th is I'm going to be examining what kind of, what kind of damage are we talking about here that happened? Uh, because really when it gets down to it, as I talk to you about satanic ritual, which it's very important to understand the timing of when this ship went down, which we're talking about middle of April, start of the second half of, of, of the month. Uh, that's a very, it's called the most violent time of the year in, in Satanism. Um, that's a very significant time. That 15-day period from the, the 15th to the end of the month is one of the most uh, notorious on the calendar for, you know, fire and human sacrifice. So, right. and I can refer to right now for listeners, uh, several different, uh, with the Waco massacre took place on April 19th, 1993, which led to the, uh, the killing of 76 men, women, and children by fire. Oklahoma City bombing, 168 people killed April 19th. Uh, you've got Columbine High School massacre, 13 people murdered, 21 injured, April 20th. Virginia Tech massacre, 32 killed, 17 injured, April 16th. You follow me? April 18th, fertilizer explosion yeah. in Texas. You know, uh, so that's what we're looking at here. Uh, we're looking, we're looking at something that's been uh, was was dialed in by some seriously hardcore Luciferians that are very organized and uh, and and are very skilled at how they do this stuff. And so, what I'll be able to do in my next report is I will be able to to show people to totally back up now without a doubt. I mean, you want to talk about someone who just hit a grand slam and is running around the bases with his hand, his, his, his arms up in the air. You know what I mean? Um, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to blow people's minds with the uh, analysis because it's going to prove that literally all it took for the, for the Titanic and for these guys steering the Titanic who, who knew full well what they were taking part in. Wow. We're going to, all they're going to need to do was literally like, you know, if you pull up against a curb, with your car and you're yeah, like, yeah, yeah. you just tuck up against it. You know what I mean, brother? That's all you needed to do. That's, that's, that's how, that's how it had turned to literal butter. That, that hole by the time that they hit, that, that they hit anything. So all it literally needed to do was just touch anything and it would have just caved in and water would just, would have just took it out. So, and that's what would explain, like I told you, we had to have major damage in that hole somewhere that would allow for, for so much water to get in because it was designed to be able to take on quite a bit of water and still be afloat. That's why they thought it was unsinkable. So this is huge, man. This is huge. Uh, again, nobody has followed up on this in, in a, in a major way or like how we're doing on a major, uh, platform to, to a wide audience since this has come out. So it, it tells me that this is kind of like their way of putting out, putting out the information in a real, you know, uh, Nobody's going to really pay attention to it. I mean, it's, it's, it didn't get the, the kind of push normally a story like this would get. And, uh, you know, I, I, by luck, I'll be honest with you, um, found it. So, uh, yeah, so it's going to be it's going to be heavy because now here's the other thing that I'll be uh, one last thing about this Titanic story that I will be examining. And that will be the, the, the potential that there was thermite on board. And that's really important because thermite burns at a higher level. Right, right, right. So, and uh, once uh, once you use thermite, it doesn't go out. It's like it's like it's like practically impossible to put out until it, it, it until it just finally goes out itself because it's it's going to continue to burn. It's a long burn. So um, there's the potential that, and I looked. That was um, that was available. That was. Thermite is what's been talked about, what may have been used to bring down the, the Twin Towers, by the way, 9-11 with conspiracy theorists. And this is an important, important thing to look at, too, because uh, it's, a, uh, it's a composition of metal powder, metal oxide. And so when ignited, basically, it goes, what's, goes through its uh, exothermic reduction, oxidation, reaction. And so uh, they're not typically explosive. However, uh, if, if 
certain conditions uh, allowed and it gets hot enough, as I understand it, there can be a reaction at a certain point that can mimic and, you know, be an explosion. So uh, there you have it. You know, that's, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Kurt Cobain, um, you know, the late Nirvana frontman who uh, purportedly took his own life back in the 90s. Uh, Courtney Love, someone we've, we've heard quite a bit about uh, in, the, in the Chris Cornell story uh, that we've been examining, uh, was his wife. So she's the widow. And um, so we've, ex you know, I basically have just kind of brought back everything that we know what's going on in terms of even the uh, Soaked in Bleach, uh, you know, movie that she made with this this uh, former cop, uh, Tom Grant. All the different smoke and mirrors that's been put out there and different stories and narratives are being, you know, jammed down our throats on what, what happened to Kurt Cobain. And so I've been in touch with several different uh, researchers, um, you know, sources that I've spoken to. Uh, what everyone's focusing in on right now is 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 the uh, Hillary Rodham Clinton snuff film. Um, right. Everyone is it's probably the hottest thing right now in this in the game that I'm in right now is everyone's trying to get their hands hands on it. You know, um, if they can even just get a screenshot of 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 this uh, this this uh, snuff film that's supposed to exist because. Now there's supposed to be, uh, what I'm hearing, a third person in that's in the actual um, the snuff film that's supposed to be Uma Abedin, which is Anthony Anthony, Anthony Weiner's wife. We yeah. all we all know Anthony Weiner, right? And yeah, uh, <laughs> you can't forget that guy, huh? <laughs> you sure can. How much beat? How many beatings did he take in school with that? Oh man. So. So yeah, so Huma Abedin and um, Hillary Clinton are supposed to be the ones that are in it, but now they're saying they're what I'm hearing. This is not nothing has been confirmed because nobody has seen uh, has nobody nobody not any of the researchers I'm talking to um, that that are that have already been you know working this have seen it. But this source who's saying that they from a third party they were able to see it is saying that there is a, a third individual that's in it that's a blonde, what, it's a woman, and uh, that she's got bee-stung lips, and she's wearing and she's wearing a Nirvana shirt. Like and uh, now here's the, here's the thing. She's this is at the very this is supposed to be at the very end of this thing where there's like uh, scenes of. Uh, they're basically whatever they're doing. It looks like they're eating something. Okay. Right. We don't. We know that they're standing around something, and they're 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 all taking part in eating something. So that's what I'm being told. So again, it comes down to the fact that you know nobody's seen this thing yet, but we're all everyone's just chomping at the bit to try and get their hands on it and uh, do anything that they can in terms of even if they can get a screenshot to show the public. So. I myself am working hard at that, you know. Sorry about the dogs back. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, as I said with the Kurt Cobain thing. You really all you have to look at is the fact is that even even with Courtney is we have to look back at the black books, uh, the black book in particular with uh, Epstein and the fact that she's she's in it. And she's in um, many pictures with Prince Andrew and parties uh, related to the, the whole Epstein uh, uh, scandal has has known to be known close to uh, uh, Vicky Corn Vicky Cornell. You know, was it was it uh, the, the the funeral for for Chris Cornell? So uh, you know, again, a lot of us researchers and investigators are still working the case. Um, our, our eyes are on Courtney Love because Courtney Love 
is very important and very important to this whole pedogate pizza gate thing whatever you want to call it so my th theory and what i said in my in my late uh, uh, this this uh, kurt cobain report the part one that i just posted is that uh that's why nypd will not release the frazzle drip um snuff film is because courtney love if she's in it would i mean it it would really bring down the house you know they can they can sacrifice uh, hillary and uma you know right. and it just be a walk in the park you know they can it would walk away from that like it's dumping somebody's body in a you know river nobody would know about it i mean it literally is that easy but but with courtney love it's not bro it's just not courtney love it goes much deeper with her she's been she's been at this game for a long time for my research from from even before the clintons were, were around um believe it or not and so uh yeah she's been tied to this stuff as far as i can see it now that's again from another source that i i i i am trust pretty well um telling me this stuff and that she was as i told i've said this before i'm not sure if i said on the show before but that she was uh by by this source seen in a cage as a teenager a sex slave cage where they hold you for you know um now so i don't know again again i don't know how much kurt knew about her her connections to all of this because that's what the theory is is that kurt got rubbed out kurt got whacked because you know he started to become privy to what was really what she was a part of and what she was used yeah, now Go ahead. Yeah, I mean, um, again, Courtney, you know, someone that you've got to pick. Courtney was his wife. Courtney was the only person that he trusted um, yeah. for the most part, from what I can gather. I mean, sure, there was some, some other family members that he, he loved and, and uh, his grandparents and whatnot, um, you know, that he, he had good good vibe with. But, you know, he, he now the ups and downs between he and Courtney are, are notorious, you know. It was like Sid and Nancy, you know what I mean? But, but... Uh, you know, they were, uh, they were for the most part, they, you know, loving couple. And so, um, you know, what happened? And so what, how, how much did her past and her connections to these types of people, how much did that influence this whole thing with him? And, 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 and was he, was he taken out because he had to be silenced? Because he was, if you notice, one of the songs that he wrote, Rape Me, Okay, remember that playing on the radio? Yeah, you know, and I thought, you know, that's a hell of a song to be, you know. I remember, I remember playing on the radio like it was yesterday. And, um, well, I mean, he was telling us something, you know. He was telling us something that 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 he was starting to figure things out, and I think that that's that's what happened to 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 Kurt Cobain, and I think that that's what. Uh, what led to his his death and so um we'll examine the heck out of that and as i said with the whole with the whole uh, frazzle drip uh deal now again people have to understand that this originates from from anthony weiner's laptop and the uh life insurance i guess is the file for that one so you just have to start doing some of your own research uh looking yeah. into yourself um whether or not we're ever going to get these things verified because NYPD is just not, you know, it's the same thing with the other black book I told you all about for the Black Dahlia out of L.A. Yeah. They don't want to give up that black book either because that black book was from, again, now I said in my report back, this whole thing going back five decades, it's actually seven. We're talking 70 years, man. You know, we're going back to the 40s when this the whole Black Dahlia in 47 happened. So that book, that black book, that they've got in LA and that they won't give up. Um, again, it eerily mimics what we're talking about here because she was supposed to be have been a, a lure for that for that uh, pedophile ring.
and um, the pedophile ring, you know, being connected to some powerful Hollywood people, directors and, and actors and whatnot. And so, you know, there's a lot of people that don't want that stuff getting out. Yeah, absolutely. Uh-huh. Yeah, I agree. I was uh, definitely, there were some things going on there, and those are the things we're going to look at more closely, too, between he and his bandmates, and uh, most uh, most importantly, he, he and Courtney, because, you know, we have to understand what was happening leading up to the last 24 hours of his life, and uh, what is being, what's the narrative that's being sold, and then what are the facts? Let's just cut to the chase and take you a little bit deeper into w what this investigation is is about, which is, you know, finding out the facts. Who who can we, what what can we, um, rock can we turn over to find something new that's going to, uh, even if it's a rumor, you know, rumors turn out to be true. And so I have to follow every lead, even if it's something that comes through to me. And because I, I can get, I can get, I get overzealous sources. I get uh, people that, that hit me with tips and stuff. But sometimes, like I said, sometimes I, as a journalist, I have to make a decision whether or not I include it in a story. Uh, sometimes the sensationalism of it, uh, it's it's important in a way that it, it helps push the story forward uh, somehow, some way. Even if it's even if it might be in the wrong direction, uh, it could take us somewhere where we never even expected. So. Um, that's what you have to do with this. And so I, I try to keep an open mind with how, you know, I, I typically a lot of people will come at me with stuff and I, I'm very, very careful with, with who I, I consider the information uh, that I will put in my stories. And uh, I, I just, I leave it at that. And so I really ask the readers and the people out there to uh, to do some of your own homework, uh, take some of the, 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 what I've given you and do, do some of your own work and, and looking into these stories. Well, Randy, I appreciate it. October 1st, we're going to have the Coco Bay, the whole well, you can, uh, these reports we've just talked about, you can visit my. We were attracted to the black music as well, man, because it was, uh, you know, I don't know. It was the groups. It was the beginning of the hallway groups, what I call them. Because uh, while Perry Como and Kay Starr and Doris Day and Mitch Miller and Guy Mitchell and the Mills Brothers and Victor Mullen and Tony Martin and Frankie Lane and Ned Cole were singing in one realm, we had the Diamonds and the Drifters and uh, the Vocaliers and the Five Willows and the Flamingos and the Spaniels and the Orioles and the Crows and the Clovers <laughs> and the Sapphires and the Five Keys and it went from there. But this was the original part before they really ripped off the black music when it was still wee. Then you just go from there, whoever had the next part. It was nice. And everybody could sing every part because your voice was cracking anyway, right? Yeah, you could do them all. Okay, tell them. Come on, oh shit, man, you're supposed to come in there, man. <laughs> you go down the alphabet singing girls' names in a row, you know, just to have subject matter for something. Arlene, my dear, I love you with my heart. Bitches, my love. Clara, I'm a clown for you. Deirdre, Didi, 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 Deirdre, Didi, 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 Didi. He was tough, man. Edith and Ethel, none of them had good romantic sounds to him. <laughs> Ethel. <laughs> 
I was always waiting until they got down to Yolanda, man. I was going to be ready. I had Yolanda and Zoe. I could never figure out anything for X. Now we have uh, Ms. Hollander.
was out in Vegas a couple weeks ago and was, went and was playing in the casino, you know, and went to the restroom where they had that long pee trough. The pee trough's rude, folks. Come on. Guys, you know what I'm talking about. This is dehumanizing. You don't show your dick to your best friend. All of a sudden, you're there. No partitions. You're just having it hanging out in front of everybody. Hey, how you doing? What's going on? Huh? Some game, huh? How much you winning? Everybody's looking at your fucking dick. Especially if you're a celebrity. You know, right? They're a... Just see what Kennison's got down there. Wow. Yeah, it's fucking you, you women don't know. You guys have stalls. You have stalls that the, the Kurds would go, my God, it's apartments. These are condos. We can put 12 people in here. The Kurds would go nuts with one of your stalls, ladies. We don't get that. We get the fucking Petroff. And there's ice in it. What the fuck is that about? There's ice in the Petroff. I don't even want to know. I don't want to know. There's some sick fucking bastards out there, man. I don't, I don't know there's not a guy on the other end of the drain going, oh, this is my dream. Milwaukee eating human flesh, cutting off heads. The only way they were able to arrest this guy was there was a guy running down the street naked with handcuffs on with ranch dressing on his ass going, Will someone call 911? Will someone call 911? Jesus God! He's looking at my ass like it's a spare rib. Will you call 911? He's trying to cook my ass into a butt steak. Will you call 911? There's fuckers out there that sick, somebody's drinking pee. Trust me, though. <laughs> Swear to God, it's all true. It's the truth. Deal with it. It's the truth. Ah. Oh. So anyway, I'm at the pee trough. <laughs> I'm taking a piss. This guy comes in about 80. 80, 82, something like that. Comes by, grabs the wall next to me to take a piss and starts making these fucking noises. Starts going, oh, oh, like they're pulling a broom out of Mr. Ed's ass. Oh, Wilbur, Wilbur's unnecessary. Oh, it hurts. Oh, what did I do, Wilbur? It's like, I'm sitting there going, what are these fucking noises about? Buddy, if it hurts to piss that bad, die. Lay down and die. It's downhill from here. Trust me, if it hurts to pee now, it's downhill. It's over. You pee. Oh, oh, God, great, yeah. Yeah, I want your life, yeah. Ah, yeah, see, the Indians never went through that. The Indians were never war depends. The Indians knew when they died. The Indians would have went, uh-oh, pee-pee hurt, time to die. Pee-pee hurt, time to leave tribe. Leave village, go into the mountains, talk to the great spirit, pee-pee hurt. Indians knew. They didn't put on the pins and go out on the war path. They fucking knew when to die. Sick of the fucking Depends bullshit. Die! Die already! When it's time to go, just go! Fuck! Shit, man. Party when you can. Rock till you drop. That's it. That's the law. Is that the law? That's the law! That's right. Oh, I'm just trying to help, folks. Trying to make it clear for everybody. That's all. And I'm happy. I'm happy to be here myself. I'm happy to be alive. What are you looking at? I'm making an album. Fuck you. And your shirt. I'm not quitting yet. Can I still go on a little longer? Is that all right? I don't care who's best off. This is my album. It's my record. It's my game show. My rules. My world. These people waited in line. They came out in the middle of the fucking day. That's right. It was sunlight when you walked in, wasn't it? It was daylight. That's right. What do you say we trash this fucking place, huh? Show off. Fuck you. I'm staying here for another 20 minutes tonight. Hey, I got Give me that fucking T sign. Fuck you. I'm from Houston, baby. This is where I started. Eat me. Play with friends here. This is a fucking party. We're not in school. Classes are down. See, they want me to leave, but I love you guys. Fuck
in the 90s now, folks. It's so wild. I thought pot would be legal by now. It's not. I mean, it's available, of course, but it's not legal. Yeah. The number one form of music is rap music. Rap music. Yeah. Well, I love rock and roll, but I'm telling you, I was selling. Of course. Oh, yeah, come on, man. I was 15 in 1969. I was raised on the Beatles, the Rolling Stones, Almond Brothers, Pink Floyd, Led Zeppelin, ZZ Top, the Eagles. You know, I, mean, I was raised on fucking bands, rock and roll. Now, man, this fucking shit, I swear to God, it's been around a long time, too. I thought rap would go away by now. I thought it'd be like disco. I thought it would just like fizzle out like a bad fart, you know? Like, it would go away. <laughs> Some of that rap is so bad you can smell it. It's like, ew, oh. oh, it's rap. Oh, man, who turned on the rap music? Oh, God. Oh, whoa. Buddy. Stinks. Oh, ooh. Rap sucks. I had does, man. I swear. I bought, I bought one rap tape because I wanted to be fair. I bought one rap tape. I bought two live crews, nasties with one band. Yeah. Yeah, I heard these guys were the outlaws of rap. They were on the cutting edge. They took on the Constitution. They took on the, the, the First Amendment, the free speech. I bought the tape. If you haven't bought the tape, take about $7 out of your wallet and wipe your ass with it. It's about the same thing. Oh, man. It's the worst fucking music. This is the worst shit I've ever heard on an album, I swear to God. One song was Suck My Dick. That's a song. Suck My Dick. Not Please. Not Honey, Do You Have a Minute? Suck My Dick. Like the Beatles could have wrote that one, you know. Hey, John, would you like to write Suck My Dick? Well, I don't know. Do we have time? Sounds like such a hard song to write. Suck My Dick. Well, oh. Suck my dick. That was the song. Suck my dick. <laughs> Fucking album sold two million records with a song called Suck My Dick. Like the guy got up one morning and went, you know, you know, today I want to write a song. Today I want to write a love song. I want to write a song that tells how a woman and a man feel when they meet each other for the first time and they fall in love. I want to put into words feelings that men have always had but they've never been able to express. I, I think I'll call this song... Suck my dick! Yeah, yeah. Yeah, suck my dick, yeah. Yeah, that was it. That's the song that'll be on that fucking KTEL Golden Oldie rap album in 10 years. Where were you when you heard Suck My Dick? Remember those old days? Yeah, yeah, yeah. None of those songs was Get the Fuck Out of My House. These were the songs. Get the fuck out of my house. That's a song. I'm not making it up. Get the album. I swear to God. Or read the album. Nobody. Look at it. Put it back. And wash your hands. Swear to God. Get the fuck out of my house. None of those songs was We Want Some Pussy. This was the love ballad. This is the one that they sing, uh, you know, at weddings and graduations and shit. You know, and they sway like a, like a church choir, you know. We want some pussy. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah, there's another song again that brings out the emotions men have always had but have never been able to express. We want some pussy. I'm going, what the fuck am I busting my ass for? Making albums, doing HBO specials, doing fucking concerts when I can write rap songs. How hard is this shit to do? Here's my first one. Here's my first rap single. Lick me where I fucking pee. There it is. My first rap hit. Let me where I fucking pee. My first rap song. That's right. I'll get that on Nia People's Party Machine. I'm telling you, I got a hit. Let me where I fuck and pee. That's where it's at. You got another song. This is for men. For married men especially, but for men in general. It's called, You Call That a Fuck, You Lazy Bitch. Ah! Ah! This song is going to go through the fucking roof. Trust me. We're talking about a song that's going to go through the roof. Uh, they'll call me Grammy Sammy after that fucking song. Wait, wait, I got another one. I got another one. Who farted in my new car? You can't stop me! You can't stop me! Fucking see Hammer, you can't touch this. You can't stop me! I'm a rap song writing machine now. Look out! Yeah, yeah, it's me. Yeah, Mr. Rap. 